Hello, divers. Welcome back to the Duke's Dive. Might be a little slow today because I poked myself in the eyeball last night. Yes, you heard it right. I poked myself right in the eyeball, right in the orbital viewer. So, uh, we're a little slow today. Um, first off, I want to take, I want to dedicate this episode to a friend who passed away. Um, many of you may know her from PPW, Amanda Teeny. She had passed away this past week. Um, you know, very, very tragic incident. She was a lover of professional wrestlers. She was a supporter of not only independent professional wrestling, but professional wrestling in general. Um, you know, we would have many conversations about Kakoa and Sammy Pandora and just and PPW wrestling and wrestling in general. And she just was so high-spirited, and she was such a good person, and she was always ready to talk about some wrestling, or Carolina Panthers, which, uh, you know, is my favorite team, was also her favorite team, um, you know, she was just always there to talk about some good wrestling, and, you know, PPW, and just generally wrestling in the area, she was just a great, great, great supporter, you know, very, very, very high on the wrestler Kakoa and Sammy Pandora, and I said she passed away this past week. You know, tore us all in the community apart here. Um, very tragic, very, very tragic. We're sorry to hear that. Uh, you know, my thoughts and condolences go out to the family. Um, I'd like to take a minute of... Uh, Silence here before I continue the episode. Rest in peace, Amanda. Okay, guys. To start everything off here, I'm going to start off with NXT TakeOver 31 from last Sunday. The... Well, last weekend, yeah, it was the 4th. October 4th. This is now from the Performance Center, and now Capital Wrestling Center. It's not the Performance Center anymore. We are now introduced to the Capital Wrestling Center. Excuse me. The first match was Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano counters a razor's edge into a Canadian destroyer. We see a nice standing sliced bread from Gargano, an amazing south of heaven from Priest, a crazy Topecon Hilo from Priest, and uh, a very good match, but Damian Priest does come up on top with a pinfall and retains his NXT North American title. 
The second match is Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. Kushida's super vicious in this one, wrestling in jeans for a change. I haven't really seen him in the jeans. He's usually in the, uh, the shorts. Nice striking exchange several times between the two. Nice Dream Valley driver and a purple rainmaker from Velveteen Dream, but he couldn't pick up the win. Kushida locks in the arm bar, holds throughout a Dream Valley driver, picks up the win, and then attacks Dream post-match. The third match on the card was our... Uh, excuse me. Santos... Uh, Kushida picks up the win via submission. The next match, the third match on the card was Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Very, very good match. Santos leads Legado Fantasma. Very good group. Um, you know, if you were been watching NXT, it's the uh, people that have been abducting NXT superstars is Legado Fantasma. Very nice cruiserweight Lucha WCW Nitro style stuff here. Would love to see Andrade and Escobar together. Just because of him leading the uh, Legado Fantasma and Andrade leading, uh, you know, uh, and goes. Los Ingo Bernales. My gosh, the eyeball attack is messing up my brain. But, um,. Swerve kicks out of a Phantom Driver. Uh, Escobar does pick up the win via pinfall and retains his NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The fourth match was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. A nice little middle rope Asai Moonsault to the outside by Io. Nice Spanish Fly Moonsault combo for Io. Tony Storm makes a return via satellite after the match. EO picks up the win via pinfall here, and then next up we find out that the NXT biker vignettes are done. It turns out it was Ember Moon the whole time. Very exciting stuff. I was super, super thrilled to see uh, Ember Moon back, especially with her status being um, out indefinitely. I thought she was done. You know, they kind of teased that she was done. She was doing smacking, talking smack, and all that stuff, so... You know, I've, I thought we wouldn't see her for at least a long while. It's been two years. Um, it's time for Ember Moon to pick back up where she left off, get that NXT title, and, and, and kick some ass. The uh, next set thing we have up here is that Halloween Havoc will return for the first time in 20 years on October 28th, hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. That will be an NXT event. And uh, the main event was Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Notes. Ring of Honor final battle level stuff here. Crazy chops from Balor. Nice double underhook suplex into an impact DDT from Kyle. Kyle gets bloody mouth. Balor gets a bloody mouth. Balor wins via pinfall. Rich Holland delivers a dead Adam Cole post-match. Balor does break his jaw in this match. Crazy shit. My match of the night was obviously uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. We'll move on to uh, Raw from the fifth here. We open up with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, Snorfest. They're continuing that rivalry. Next up, we have Mandy Rose and Asuka and Dana Brooke versus uh, 
Lana, Zelina Vega, Natalia, Mandy Rose, Natalia, and uh, Randy Rose, Oscar, and Dana Brooke pick up the win. A second match on here: Seth Rollins and Murphy versus hum Humberto Carrillo and Dominic Mysterio. Seth Rollins and Murphy pick up the win. Next up, we had the KO show. We had seen uh, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss and all that stuff, and we'll find out that KO is going to face Bray Wyatt the Fiend on Friday. Next up, we had Braun Strowman and Keith Lee go to a uh, double count-out decision. I didn't like that at all. I thought they would have been a little bit more. Hopefully, the next time we see them isn't a month down the line here or something. Hopefully, we see those guys wrestle again and get that back. Next up, we have the... Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley defeating Ricochet and Apollo Crews. Then we had Nia Jax and Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Nia Jax and Baszler pick up the win there. Uh, big moment from Raw. This was my moment of the week. I really didn't have a match of the week, but uh, Ali was revealed to be the leader of Retribution. I thought that was pretty cool. I think they can go somewhere with this. You know, if they really do something here and keep up with a storyline like they usually don't. Um, I feel like they're really putting something behind Ali here as well as the other members of Retribution. You know, like like it was said, hey, uh, The Shield debuted in Turtlenecks. So, they might look goofy now, but they're not always going to have that same look. Just remember that. The main event was Orton, Rude, and Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre and the Street Profits. Orton, Rude, and Ziggler picked up the win there. Next up, we have Impact from the fifth. Um, the first match on the card was Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Myers. More moves than Brian Myers have ever had in his WWE career, I do believe. It was a nice long match. Brian had the most control. Brian attacks Tommy Dreamer with a kendo stick post-match after he after Tommy Dreamer picks up the win via disqualification. The second match was Jordan Grace versus Rohit Raju. Rohit Raju Offered up the uh, Defeat Rohit Challenge after uh, Victory Road here. Grace comes out and wins the title, but it was a non-title match. We find out that the Defeat Rohit Challenge is non-title. Um, at Bound for Glory, Rohit will face Willie Mack, TJP, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Jordan Grace in a six-way scramble match. Third match on the card was great. Uh, excuse me, Triple XL versus the Rascals. Triple XL is Larry D and AC Ramiro. Good pairing. Wentz went with Wentz finished this up with a bloody mouth, but we did get to see Hot Fire Flame as Rascals pick up the win via pinfall. Fourth match was Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie versus Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Rosemary extra scary tonight. Nice tag team. Wrestling here, a wing clicker, wing, oh my god, clipper from Rosemary, it seemed like. Uh, Rosemary and Taya do pick up the win via pinfall here. Fifth match was the Diener Brothers versus Crazy Steve and Johnny Swinger. Notes, don't mess with Steve's monkey, as uh, the Diener's win via pinfall. Susie gets her arm broken by Deanna Perrazzo at um, Victory Road. Uh, in a promo, Kylie Ray attacks 
Kimberly after she's heard enough. Um, Knight's little Heath contract negotiation. Heath hasn't gotten it. Heath Slater has not gotten a, 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 a contract for Impact yet, but hopefully that you know those numbers would start matching up. And uh, Scott Demoris pulls his head out of his rear end and hires Heath Slater. Heath for Impact, baby. Heath for Impact. Next up, we've seen Ken Shamrock assault some dude. Then EC3 throws the belt away, which I don't know what's going on here because he's getting promos and vignettes on Ring of Honor, I do believe. But the main event was Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Notes, Fulton was super strong in here. It works very well with Ace. Um, the reality of Ace wrestling Motor City Machine Guns in the main event was enough to make this my match of the week. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns do win via pinfall. Then we see a Donnybrook afterwards with all the... Uh, Tag team competitors going up against each other at Bound for Glory. Next up, we have some quick Ring of Honor stuff. The um, We continue the Pure Wrestling Tournament here with the October 4th edition of Ring of Honor. We open up with Russ Taylor versus Tracy Williams. A very impressive showing from Russ as he has lots of control in the early going. He focused a lot on Williams as a repaired shoulder. Williams uses all three rope breaks. The match was over at 14 minutes and 25 seconds, with Williams picking up a win via submission. The next one was Tony Deppin versus PJ Black. This was my match of the evening. Um, just to see Tony Deppin on here and everything. And, you know, Deppin has always been one of my f favorite locals. Uh, versus PJ Black, a seasoned vet. Oh, man, popcorn wrestling at its finest. Great fight. Match ends at 12 minutes and 45 seconds with a body slam combo from PJ Black. PJ Black picks up the win via pinfall over Tony Deppin. But I'm hoping we see Mr. Deppin back in the Ring of Honor ring sooner than later. Next up here we have the Ring of Honor from the 11th. Two matches there was David Finley versus Jay Lethal. Notes, the second round is 20 minutes, not 15 minutes. The match goes to 14 minutes and 58 seconds as Jay Lethal picks up the win via pinfall. Next up, we hear from the Horror King, Vincent, Vinny Marsalia. He doesn't need to change, and to be successful, you must have enemies. And at that time, an enemy does come out. The follow-the-trend thingamajigamadigamadigama vignette has been revealed to be none other than Matt Taven, and he attacks Vincent. The second match was Jonathan Gresham versus Matt Seidel. Haven't seen Seidel put through his paces like this in years. Match goes to 13 minutes and 27 seconds as Gresham picks up the win via submission. Next week will give us the final four. And to top it off, like I said, we were given EC3 vignettes on Ring of Honor. So did he throw the title away? Doesn't want to impact. You know, doesn't really care about Impact. He's going to Ring of Honor. Are we seeing an Impact Ring of Honor working together here? What's going on? Next up here was NXT from the 7th. We opened up with Tommaso Ciampa versus Kushida. Nice handspring knocking Ciampa off the apron. Takeover caliber match here as they kept letting us know. A nice target of uh, Ciampa's arm by Kushida. 
a uh, gnarly kick to his head. Kushida 8-0 in his MMA record, and you see this in his match. Dream interrupts the match. Tommaso Ciampa wins via disqualification. Uh, Dream was dressed up like The Undertaker with his purple glove. Purple, well, his wrist is broken because Kushida took him to the woodshed. Next up, we've seen a promo from Ember Moon. She's back after two years, and she's instating Ember's law. Nobody will walk over her, and she'll do what she wants, and she wants the gold. She's interrupted by Io Shirai, who's then interrupted by Rhea Ripley, who is beaten by Raquel and Kai, and a tag match is made official later on in the evening by Mr. William Regal. The second match on the card was Everrise versus... Um, Drake and Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Dane gets frustrated by Drake tags himself in, power bombs Dane onto Enterprise for the win, picking up the win for Dane and Killian. And we move on to Austin Theory, the seventh, this, yeah, the third match of the evening, which was Austin Theory versus Leon Ruff. Notes: Ruff made out of rubber bands. I do believe he was made out of rubber bands. He looked like he, he moved around like he was made out of rubber bands. It was a quick match, but it was very showy. Theory wins via pinfall here, and he calls out Adam Cole post match, and he gets showed up by Dexter Loomis. Loomis back after three months, which led to Austin Theory versus Dexter Loomis. Loomis makes simple moves just feel like finisher, flashy moves. Luma does Loomis does win via submission here, and Loomis gets. Caved in by um, Jer uh, Cameron Grimes post-match. Next up, we see that Balor was confirmed to have a broken jaw. Kyle O'Reilly confirmed to not be able to make this NXT. The fifth match was Ridge Holland versus Danny Birch. This was a squash. Ridge wins by pinfall. And this next match was Xia versus Shotzi Blackheart. This one was super fast, too, as Shotzi wins via pinfall. Awesome to see her get a win. I'm hoping to see her challenge for the NXT Women's title very soon. A nice year in Nagi and a codebreaker for Moon. Oh, excuse me. We move now on to the main event of the evening, which was Ember Moon and Dakota Kai versus... Oh, excuse me. Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Ember Moon, straight Inferno in this match. Nice year in Nagi and a codebreaker from Moon to Kai. Nice destroyer from Kai to Ripley. Love to see Ember's finisher, the Eclipse. Ember picks up the win for Ember and Ripley via pinfall here. That was my match of the show. Ember and Ripley, the tag match. And we will move on to AEW, 30 Years of Chris Jericho. The show opened up with Brian Cage versus Will Hobbs. This was the first time the FTW title was on defense in 20 years. Big men moving like cruiserweights in here. Um, this is what Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee should have been. Uh, Brian Cage does pick up the win via pinfall here, and we move on to the second match of the evening. FTR versus TH2. Very fast-paced match. FTR kept up, used flashy top-row finisher to finish things off. Maybe a 
a nod to the Bucks. They pick up the win via pinfall. FTR does. We move on to the third match of the evening, which was Cody Rhodes versus Brody Lee. My match of the evening. A dog collar match for the TNT title. This one was pinfall submission only, though. Uh, Silver gets hit with the dog collar in the beginning, gets busted open. Cody gets bloodied after a DDT on the chain. Brody Lee package power drives Cody onto the apron, off the apron through a table. A cutter off the apron by Cody to uh, Brodus. Yeah, Brody, Brody. Brody's bloody. Brody chucks a steel chair at Arn Anderson's head. Arn spine busters Alex Reynolds. Brody hits Arn with the chain. Cody hits the final cut. Wraps the chain around the bloody face of Brody Lee in the throat. And then it hits the crossroads for the win via pinfall. He is a then passionate speech and confirms that next week he will face Orange Cassidy for the NXT title. And, and yeah, the NXT title, the uh, TNT title. As we see, the fourth match of the evening is Big Swole versus uh, Serena D. A very good, even skilled match. Uh, Big Swole picks up the win via pinfall. As we see the uh, main event of the evening. Well, then we see a great promo by Moxley on his title defense, AEW title defense against uh, Lance Archer coming up, but then we see the main event, which was Chaos Project versus Jericho and Hager. Um, this is the last time, the last time, Luther, excuse me, the last time Luther and Jericho were together was in 86 in Japan. Jericho book now available on, well, the Jericho book is now available. Luther had a hit the top rope sent on to the inner circle and um, Jericho and Hager do pick up the win over here and then we see a little bit of a celebration with some dickhead named Maxwell Jacob Feinstein Friedman whatever the hell his name is I don't like to talk about him my match of the evening of course was Brody Lee versus Cody Rhodes and as we move on to our last show, can you believe it? The last show. I'm almost time. It's almost time for me to shut up and take my one-eyed ass home. SmackDown off the ninth. This, of course, was the beginning of the draft. If the champion is drafted, the championship goes to that brand. Um, we open up with Stephanie McMahon announcing this is a two-night event. Uh, the first pick goes to Raw. They choose Drew McIntyre. The second pick goes to SmackDown. They choose Roman. Raw's second pick goes to Asuka. Asuka stays on Raw. SmackDown's pick goes to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins now with SmackDown. Raw's third goes to the Hurt Business. So Hurt Business stays with Raw. Then we've seen Big E versus Sheamus in a false Count Anywhere match. This is my match of the week. Sheamus bloodied by the kendo by a kendo stick. The match goes backstage. Big E gets messy with cake ingredients. Big E hits a white noise through the car, or gets hit with a white noise through the car windshield, bloodied and battered. Big E then hits a later off later on in the match hits a big ending off of a car through a table to pick up a win over Sheamus. Uh, next up, we see Jey Uso calling out Roman to find out the stipulations of the Hell in a Cell match. Heyman comes on the screen says Roman shows up when and where he wants. Uh, Roman then comes on the screen now to say that the match will be the first ever Hell in a Cell I Quit match. 
So the next uh, round of the draft comes up. Stephanie announces New Day versus Shinsuke and Cesaro. AJ Styles is drafted to Raw. Sasha Banks stays on SmackDown. Naomi goes to Raw. SmackDown gets Bianca Belair. Um, Jaya, Nia Jax and Baszler stay on Raw. And Miz and Morrison now face Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. It was a quick match. My note is, bro at tree in motion as Hardy and Riddle pick up the win. And Lars Sullivan returns and takes out all of them. Lars Sullivan then is drafted to Raw. He'll be on Raw. Ricochet stays with Raw. Jay Uso stays on SmackDown. Mandy Rose is going to Raw. SmackDown gets Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Raw gets Miz and Morrison. The next up here was Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Neither have lost a step. This was NXT Takeover quality stuff in the very, very beginning, but it was so quick. And Bailey loses via disqualification as Sasha and Sasha attacks her post match. So hopefully at Hell in a Cell we see a real match between these two. The match we should have gotten. Next up here we have New Day versus Nakamura and Cesaro. Xavier super showy in this match. Great to see him back. New Day does pick up the win via pinfall, making them the seven-time champions. So they go to Raw and the tag the SmackDown Tag Team Championships stay on or go to Raw. As we learned earlier on that the champion if the champion gets drafted, the championship goes to that brand. SmackDown chooses Big E, therefore breaking up the New Day. Dana Brooke goes to Raw. Otis stays with SmackDown. Angel Garza goes to Raw. Um, Miz delays the court case with Otis. And to wrap things up, we see The Fiend take on Kevin Owens. This was a Mania caliber match. This was my match of the evening on SmackDown. Um... Bray Wyatt with a Japanese kind of tilt-a-whirl ball slam move where he kind of drops him on his face. I hadn't seen that since, like, the Big Japan tournament in 2017 where Masaya Takashi picked up the win by doing something similar. And then he kind of, like, transferred that into an arm drag and a, uh, a jackhammer. But that... Boss Man Slam, where he just dumps that guy on his face. I haven't seen that since. That, you know what I mean? Like Big Japan. That's some Big Japan stuff done by Bray Wyatt. Um, SmackDown goes to commercial on an outside count of seven, which made no sense to me whatsoever. No picture in picture. Um, come back. The Fiend's in control. Fiend was in control for most of the match. Owens hits a frog splash off the apron. Owens puts the Fiend through the announcer's table. Owens almost counters the mandible with a stunner, but the Fiend picks up the win via pinfall through the mandible claw. Round 5 of the WWE Draft scene. Umberto Carrillo go to Raw. Murphy go to SmackDown. Tucker go to Raw. Kalisto go to SmackDown. And Drew Gulak go to Raw. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen... I wanted to keep things short and sweet because I had a lot to talk about. Um, that will wrap up the Duke's Dive this week. 
And with that being said, I'm already a day behind as Monday Night Raw from the 12th has already aired. I still have to watch that. And tonight is Impact. And uh, I just wanted to say that there was a very lengthy 30-minute episode of Being the Elite on TV. Make, I mean, excuse me, on YouTube. Be sure to watch that. Watch that up. And join me next week on the Duke's Dive. I'll see you next week, guys. One more thing before I let you guys go. The BTE Championship has been put into a tournament. There is going to be a BTE Championship Gator Golf Tournament. Obviously, for the B being the Elite Championship title. Um, the brackets were Matt and Nick. Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson. Alex Reynolds versus John Silver. Chuck Taylor versus Trent Beretta. Sammy Guevara versus Fuego Del Sol. Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. And Matt Hardy versus Luchasaurus. So three of these have already happened. Matt Jackson picks up the win over his brother. John Silver picks up the win over Alex Reynolds. And Trent Beretta picks up the win over Chuck Taylor. So with that being said, next week we'll probably see Sammy Guevara and Fuego Del Sol. Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon, Matt Hardy and Luchasaurus. And then, after that, we're going to see a triple threat golf match for those people to finish off the tournament and pick a winner and champion of the Being the Elite Championship title. So, with that being said, the Duke's dive is now over. I'll catch you guys on the flip side next week, underwater with the dive. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed me, and I hope you come back next week.